Greetings. Today I walked through this beautiful forest and I decided to share it with you when recording the article Harmonizing with the Natural World for the Rosicrucian Digest. Throughout the Rosicrucian teachings, we are encouraged to harmonize with the natural world. There's nothing like breathing in the fresh air with its cosmic essence, or soaking up the sun's glorious energy, or being inspired by a majestic mountain, a powerful river, a soaring eagle, or a mother deer with her fawn. There are many reasons that we benefit from harmonizing with nature. Of course, nature shares vital food, oxygen, and natural resources that nourish our bodies. But it's more than that, isn't it? Harmonizing with the natural world expands awareness of the self to include the vastness of the sky, the density of the mountains, and the fluidity of the river. This connects us to our natural state of being. Awareness that the environment is not something apart from us. We are essential elements of the environment and nature, making us something much grander. Not only does this benefit us, it also benefits the environment. Because the more inspiring experiences we have with nature, the more likely we are to be passionate about protecting the environment. Being in nature also takes us beyond language. Leonard Schlein, MD, in his book, The Alphabet Versus the Goddess, offers that the process of learning and using various alphabets rewired the human brain, in many ways disconnecting us from our more holistic right brain modes of thinking and making linear abstract thought more dominant. Harmonizing with the natural world connects us with that more holistic experience. H. Spencer Lewis described a more holistic way of communicating in the book Lemuria, The Lost Continent of Mu, which he wrote under the pseudonym Wishar Serve. He stated that the Lemurians obtained their knowledge through the observation of nature, and they developed an ability and an organ in the center of their forehead that allowed them, through mental telepathy, to communicate with animals, plants, and other Lemurians. He said that it is quite likely that this sixth sense was an organ equal to, or in some way connected, with the present small organ in our modern bodies known as the pituitary body. I had a related experience once. A friend of mine who was a ranger in a redwood forest near San Jose encouraged me to place my forehead on a redwood tree. I had no expectation of what might happen and wasn't used to doing something like this. When my head touched the tree trunk, I immediately began to see on the screen of my mind scrolling letters of an alphabet that I was unfamiliar with. They were something like Egyptian hieroglyphs, 
and something like the Hebrew alphabet, but they weren't either of those. I believe this tree downloaded something to me. I don't consciously know what it was, yet I am certain that this download has informed me in some ways. Perhaps it has helped me to guide some of the recent projects at Rosicrucian Park. Shortly after this encounter, I began serving as a Grand Master of the English Grand Lodge for the Americas, where I am very committed to making Rosicrucian Park a model for the sustainable use of natural resources. Since the year 2000, Rosicrucian Park has been organic. And since 2005, we have replaced our water-hungry lawns with more than 5,000 native plants. This has resulted in a savings of more than 10 million gallons of water per year and a financial savings of over $842,000 since 2005. By converting to online monographs in 2015 and making all other publications paper-free beginning this year, we are saving more than 640 trees per year. That is the equivalent of one full forest the size of Rosicrucian Park every year. By converting to online monographs in 2015 and by making all other publications paper-free beginning this year, we are saving more than 640 trees per year. That is the equivalent of one full forest the size of Rosicrucian Park every year. Rosicrucian Park has achieved net zero energy status. We now produce enough clean, renewable energy to meet our own annual energy consumption requirements. Even though every expert told us this wasn't possible with our historic buildings, we persevered and achieved this status. The resulting energy savings means that this project will pay for itself in just 10 more years, and the savings to the environment began immediately. We harvest precious rainwater from several roofs to large hidden storage tanks, saving more than 35,000 gallons of rainwater per year for irrigation use. I believe somewhere in my consciousness, my connection with this redwood tree, and then other trees after that, influenced these manifestations. For millennia, shamans and other mystics have been informed by plants. Why wouldn't plants be able to communicate with us? We co-evolved together. Many years ago, my friend Emma, who introduced me to the order and became my mentor, came to my house. She was sitting on a couch across from me, which had two houseplants next to it. It seemed to me that during our conversation, my plants leaned towards her. However, I didn't mention this to her. The next time Emma came to my house, she sat in the same place, and this time I made a mental note about the positions of the plants at the beginning of our conversation. 
Once again, within about 30 minutes, both plants had leaned towards Emma. They loved her energy, as many people did, and she loved them. She was always radiating love. Imagine the love fest that occurs in a forest. When we harmonize with the natural world, we also attune with our source of being through the four elements. Being in nature reminds us of our connection with the whole. Our bodies are made up of minerals from the body of Mother Earth. We breathe in life-giving cosmic essence, which is radiated to us through the rays of the sun with every breath of air. Our bodies are made up of 70% water, and some of our blood cells are made of 90% water, reminding us of when we lived in water. And we can experience the regenerating power of fire that burns within every cell. Let's attune with these four elements. For a few moments, concentrate on the bones of your skeleton, your muscles, your tissues, and your organs as material substances drawn from Earth. Next, pay attention to the regular rhythm of your breathing and on the continuous movement of air in and out of your lungs, bringing life-giving cosmic essence from the atmosphere into every cell in our beings. Now imagine yourself inside a blood cell. Visualize it as a reddish sphere composed mainly of water and kept alive by a continual electromagnetic influx from its nucleus to its outer membrane. Finally, concentrate all the heat of your body around the pituitary gland in the center of your head, at the level between your eyebrows. See this gland as a ball of fire that does not burn, but from which radiates a soothing and regenerating light. Now repeat after me. My whole being is strengthened by Earth. Vitalized by air. 
purified by water and regenerated by fire. It is done. It's a very powerful experience to harmonize with the natural world, probably much more appreciated by all of us at this time. But you know how it is sometimes. We get busy, we're tired, it's too hot or too cold outside, and the next thing you know, days turn into weeks, and weeks turn into months. And little by little, we become disconnected from nature. There is a term for this disconnection from nature. It's called nature deficit disorder. Many people are studying how this disconnection from nature affects our physiology, our mental and emotional health, and our spirituality. They are also studying how it affects our communities and society including the odd ways in which human beings pollute and harm the very environment that sustains us. Frauders and Sorors, may our harmonization with the natural world benefit more than just us individually. May it also benefit all beings and our beautiful Mother Earth. So mote it be.